everybody, welcome back to the Modeling Blueprint Podcast. I'm Frank England, and I am here today with someone you've heard me reference before. Uh, the woman who scouted me, Julia Rabin. I don't even... It's Rabin. Rabin. Oh my God. Sorry. I know. <laughs> as soon as I went to say that, I was like, I actually and don't fired. know how to pronounce it. Julia Rabin. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> great start. We're starting off good. Um, so, Julia, I've referenced... Julia, you're like... Uh, you're very, I'm famous. It's fine. Yes, I know. Yes, you're fam- you're you know you've been referenced frequently in the podcast, so I thought it was about time to bring you on so people can actually hear who you are. I'm a are. real person. Yes, great. You're a real person. I didn't make you up. I was. Everything I've said is in fact true, um, <laughs> for the most part. Um, so, Julia, tell us a little bit about how you first got into the industry in general and then kind of where you started and then how you eventually ended up where you are now. So I started out as a model. I started modeling when I was 15 and I was super ugly as a child, (laughs) like painfully strange looking. Like I've been the same height since I was 10 and like huge gap between my teeth and just it was a mess so when I grew out of that I wanted to be I wanted to get involved in fashion somehow and I I sort of did everything wrong like I went to those one of those really really expensive conventions and I did one of those like ridiculous quote-unquote modeling schools Mm. um so I wasted you know a good six thousand dollars and then I got hooked up with an agency out of Philadelphia, and um, they became my mother agent. So I just did a few test shoots here and there, and then they were like, oh, do you want to travel? Do you want to do this full-time? So I said yes, and when I was 18, I went and lived in Tokyo, and then sort of just started traveling all around the world. I lived in China, I lived in Miami, um, but I got hooked up with Model Logic, which is where I work as an agent now about nine years ago, and... The funny thing about Model Logic was, you know, and you know this because you're a model, sometimes you walk into the agency and you're just like, your hair color or your eyebrows or your suit size or whatever. And Stacey was the first, our owner at Model Logic was the first agent to like know anything about me or remember like my family situation or, mm-hmm. you know, that I was a human being with she a personality. Actually, she, and, the first know. one to like <laughs> actually seem like she cared. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I... She became my mother agent. I had wanted, I had gotten out of the game a little bit and I decided that I wanted to travel. I was a little bit older. I was like 22 or 23. And the agency that was my mother agent at the time, um, I've played soccer since I was four. So I'm more athletically built than most girls. And I also am shorter. I'm the shortest possible situation to do this full time. I'm Mm -hmm. five eight. So um, they basically told me, no, it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to do this. And I was like, but no, no, no. Like, I'm serious about this. I really want to go. Yeah, you're like, no, and... but like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it, they basically were like, no. <laughs> so I went and met with Stacy and um, transitioned to having her as my mother agent. And within two weeks, she had four contracts for me. So <laughs> I modeled with her with her full time for a while. And then I decided when I was a little bit older, I was like, no, this like, I think I have a good eye for scouting. Like Stacy and I have a super close relationship. 
she knows what she's doing and there's really no one else that I'd ever want to work for. So Mm -hmm. I sent her a crazy like eight page long email (laughs) (laughs) about all the reasons why um, I wanted to work for her and why she should hire me. And she did. So (laughs) that's how I became an agent. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been an agent for five years now, which has been super fun at Logic. Yeah. So... That was the longest story ever. Also, oh my god, this no, is off to a great start. <laughs> that, uh, believe me, that was that was nothing. Can, some people can they just get they forget what we're doing here and they just go. So that was actually pretty good. That was pretty short. Um, so you are an agent and you are also a scout, and you have. Yeah. I mean, everyone has kind of recognized that you're very good at that. You've scouted. Yeah. You've scouted a lot. I'm kind of the best. I'm yeah, I'm kind <laughs> of maybe actually the best at that. Um, <laughs> so, and you've, I mean, you've scouted pretty, I mean, I don't know all the details. There are people that were with Stacy and Model Logic before you came along. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the whole most of the motherboard that is really active and doing something now you scouted yeah am i right well so so our agency operates a little bit different than a lot of agencies do most agents are either a mother agency or an agency that books like a booking agency so we do both Mm -hmm. and when i was modeling full-time and stacy had me traveling it was me one other girl and one guy at the time so there's only three of us but you know stacy's got like we have an office in chicago and she manages our office and she, we also have a development program and so she had a lot on her plate and when i was hired um i was doing mostly just booking but then i sort of wanted to get into development and see how that would go so mm-hmm. i started scouting and with existing talent i've just brought them onto the development board so I would say it's like half people that have come to us mm-hmm. and just wanted to model. And then I saw something interesting there and just sort of picked them up and started developing them. And then half are people that I've either creeped real hard on, on the internet <laughs> or AKA just me. stared at for, yeah, or just stared at for a really long time in public, like Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a good mix. So it's like people have just different experiences coming to the agency. But when they end up on our board, like a good situation for everyone it's yeah. very exciting yeah yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you firsthand it's very exciting <laughs> i was like i mean you i've explained this to you it was like the perfect excuse where i was like i get to i get to leave college yes i was like sorry um can you drop out of school <laughs> yeah. i was like I'm sure yeah. your parents at first were like who is this crazy yeah lady? i'm like going into my senior year of college i'm like uh yeah bye <laughs> going to mexico <laughs> see you never um have you ever t- have you told your listeners what happened in mexico frank what happened in mexico what did happen oh how i got this sick is- and all that yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, frank got real sick real sick capital r sick and yeah. didn't want to tell me for six weeks <laughs> so just like kept getting sicker and was like now i'm gonna fight through it i don't want to bother julia i'm just gonna pass i'm just gonna, it's just gonna yeah. pass and then the one day the one day i finally i facetimed julia and i was like just emaciated and i was just like by the way i've been like dying for six weeks just i'm like please don't die in mexico (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i did i got a bacterial infection in my intestines and had to leave and of course 
of course i get a flight the next morning i land in atlanta um i land in atlanta for a layover turn my phone on when i'm in atlanta and we had that text or the email from agency and it's like the first like big job that i would have booked in mexico like just ha- he, of course it was that day he's like oh can he's like can you come back yeah can you just like turn around i know you just landed in atlanta but can you just like turn around and come back to mexico to work tomorrow and i was like i haven't not vomited for six weeks so i'm gonna go ahead and pass but yeah it's just like one of those things like oh of i was course. like of course absolutely mm-hmm. this yeah. sort of the story of like your model i know so i know far. i know is your slogan to be, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course that happened. Of course it did. Frank is very successful, guys, but it's just funny. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, I don't know, everything is a test. It's like... Yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyway, so I asked a bunch of the listeners and subscribers to give me questions to ask mm-hmm. you Okay. Um, from an agent slash scouting perspective because everyone wants to know even for me like people like myself that listen to the podcast that are already in the industry it's still kind of good to hear things from your end of things and then for people that want to get into the industry this is like what they've been dying to hear you know what i mean right um so i guess the first question i'm trying to trying to break it down step by step first question um when someone is submitting um online to an Hmm. agency how should they construct their submission like how what's the proper way for them like what should they include and what is like what what should they include and what should they avoid so every agency is different so first thing is to do your homework and read it's insane the amount of phone calls and emails and just submissions that we get to the agency that like we ask very specific things we want pictures a certain way um or we want to know information about you so that we can make a decision about you and how few people actually just pay attention to the details so that's step one (laughs) (laughs) step two is to present yourself as like a normal human being that can use grammar and can (laughs) seem like a, you know, not a crazy person who wants to be a Victoria's Secret model tomorrow. (laughs) So that's really being normal and following directions are like two huge things that like you wouldn't think about, but it's just common sense. Agents, you know, get hundreds of submissions a week and you know, honestly, I we don't pay attention to the ones that don't follow the directions because if they can't follow the directions in the very beginning, they're not going to be able to follow directions when it's time to book a job. Yeah, yeah. So that's really it. Yeah, they're not they're not going to be someone that's going to because when they when someone that is modeling with you guys when they go to a job, they're representing your agency. So if it's someone that you don't think is going to represent you well, they're they're not going to like why are you going to waste your I'm time? Not interested. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I don't know. I know the Chicago office does this. Do you guys do open calls? We do. Okay. We do it once a month. So what? How should someone go about presenting themselves in an open call? 
So again, every agency is different. Some agencies tell you exactly what to wear on their website. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you should, anyone who's interested, because you know there's a variety of models out there. There's commercial models and there's, you know, our bread and butter is ages 35 to 65. Right. Seriously, that's our busiest age category. So, and we get plenty of those walk-ins. But think about it, it's just like a job interview, only you're trying to be a model. So, you know, don't show up in like sneakers with your hair looking a mess. Like come in looking nice and polished. You don't necessarily have to look like you stepped off a runway in New York, but you want to look presentable, you want to look clean, mm -hmm. um, and you want to have make sure that you have everything with you that the agency requests. So if it's pictures that you need printed so that the agents can keep it and discuss later, that's something you need to bring. If it's your book because you've shot before, that's something you need to bring. So it just, however you feel most comfortable and most polished is the way that you should go in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because a lot of people ask, um, you know, about how, a lot of people think that they need to change themselves and like fit like the modeling stereotype. Like one person emailed and said, you know, I'm like, she was like a, like a country girl kind of thing. She has an accent mm -hmm. and she felt like, you know, she would need to like as though her accent would hurt her you know or something oh, no. or like if her dressing like she's from the country would hurt her you know so, what i mean, mean just, you know don't show up like you're going to a bar or anything right 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 but you know like i love when people are different you know i yeah. don't want all of my models to be exactly the same person because that's pointless right and i think clients respond the same way so and honestly, this is a secret. If I could have any accent, I would want a southern accent. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, so they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, you shouldn't have to change yourself. Just be your best self. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, I just did, uh, I did a job with this kid. Um, and I saw him because he just did like a thing for uh, Vogue Italia. And he's like, oh, awesome. He's like 20 years old or something. And he mm -hmm. looks like, I mean, he looks like a Vogue guy, whatever. And I right. was on set with him and I introduced myself. I was like, what's up, man? And he starts talking like this and he's from Georgia. And I was like, what, oh just, ha what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was in Vogue Italia. Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah, people come from everywhere. It's not, and that's the one thing um, that a lot of people in the industry love is that it's so yeah. many people from different walks of life that, kind of come to work in the same industry yeah yeah we have a girl who we just walked in to our agency and she's from the Czech Republic she was like a nurse there and oh, she wow. met her husband who's from Richmond and they moved back to Richmond and she had like she had started modeling when she was 14 she's older now she's in her 20s but so she has like a full book and her accent is like the most endearing wonderful thing whenever oh, I have wow. to have her audition for like on-camera work I'm like please just book her because of her accent <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but then when they and then when when she shows up to work with a client that you guys work with, they're gonna fall in love yeah. with her. Yeah, of course. Just Absolutely. by how she talks. Yeah. 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 So accents are pretty sick. So don't get rid of your country accent. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that kind of I mean that falls into answering because of course the one thing people just ask over and over and over again is what's the one thing that what's something that would make someone stand out. But I guess that would be. Whatever that's, it is I mean, that makes unique. you, yeah, yeah right. unique yeah. individual. Yeah. I mean, to, and I'm just going to, to me, meeting a person, so yeah. being a mother agent is much is a much different relationship than just being an agent. Right. Like, I, you know, I still I still do booking for our agency, and we, we rep about 600 people 
up and down the East Coast. Like we start representation at the age of four, all the way up to I think our oldest guy's like 88. His name is Ben. He's so cute. Oh my god, he's still looking <laughs> like driving himself to North Carolina. <laughs> Love That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, so there's a million people that I have to manage on a day to day basis, and like being nice goes a long way, regardless of what your personality is. You can be shy, you can be outgoing, you can be like a cheerleader, or you can be real country or from the Czech Republic. But just having like a genuinely, a genuine warmth about you goes a long way, I think. Like you don't have to be this like standoffish, too cool model. Right. Like nobody wants to spend time with that person. Like they might want to photograph them once, but nobody wants to hang out with that person. It's just sort of making your agent and making clients feel at home with you right. is a big deal. Right. So like I can, that's why I always ask for face-to-face meetings. I'm a weird mother agent. Like some, some agents will scout like people in Canada and they live in Florida. And I'm like, I'm not interested in that because I need like a personal yeah. relationship. I mean, I mean the, the amount, that. I can imagine the amount that you and I communicate with each other. If you had to do that yeah. with someone. That by 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> if you were to do that with someone that sucked, it would suck. That would suck. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, and so, like, even the people that I, you know, again, like, Frank and I have a very close relationship. Like, I would basically do anything for Frank, and he would do anything for Logic. Like, he's a big champion mm-hmm. for us. But even just the people that I just, you know, book, it's normally me just checking in when the client's interested. Like, mm-hmm. I notice when people are super sweet, and, like, I know, you know, like some people are like yoga instructors and I like love that. Like they're doing cool things mm-hmm. and like, like to tell me about it. And they're not being obnoxious by like blowing up my inbox every week. They're just being themselves. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know if that made any sense. Just yeah, <laughs> no, it did. It did. And it kind of, that goes into um, also like one thing that you, I mean, you and st- I guess just model logic as a whole has sent out emails, which just blows my mind saying, it, like it amazes me that you guys have to say this, saying that, like, please respond to our emails. You know, half. I swear, I swear to God, when we have a giant job, like, you know, we'll get jobs that have like twenty to fifty people on it at once because we do these huge bookings for like Walmart and Capital One and like any of these like huge advertising clients. Mm-hmm. The amount of time spent calling people to tell them to check their emails is insane. Yeah. Like it is. The one, number one pet peeve. That's, that's, check your email. Just check your email. It's 2017. Put it on your phone. It's fine. Just check it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's, I mean, you would think that that would be normal, but I guess that is if you're just professional and respond in a timely manner. Like I remember when I first started working with you and I would just be, you know, responding to email or whatever. And you noted multiple times wow, like, it's amazing how you respond so quickly. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, it's right. like getting a text message, but in an, in an inbox, and I just read it and right. then respond. Like, it's common sense, but it's... <laughs> and that's one thing that really stood out. Like, when I... This is the story of how I found Frank. I'm friends with his aunt, who is also super beautiful, and I've asked to model several times, and she says no every time, but it's fine. <laughs> one day I'll get her. One day, Celia. Um, but I her like Christmas album popped up and Frank was in a picture and I was like, Whoa, who the crap is that? Like, why is what? So (laughs) she gave you my information and you got in touch with me in like 48 hours. Like Mm -hmm. that's unheard of. And you were just like on the ball and like 
got back to me when I needed it and answered all of my questions and read all of the things. And even, I mean, one of those tests that you came into Richmond for and I was on set for, like, you brought exactly what I asked for. You did things exactly the way that I asked. I'm like, oh, he's paying attention. This is a big deal. Okay, great. So let's just, let's just get, if we can combine this with these things, we will happen. Yeah. 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 Which I guess I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if it's just how I was raised or I don't know. But to me, that stuff came off as just common sense. But in the real world, it's not so much common sense. You cannot pay so for common it's sense. So good, it's good to address that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing. Just a for this entire hour. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let's, let's take the conversation away from me. Let's go to somebody asked. Which, this is really good because this fits into exactly what Monologic does. Um, A lot of people email saying, you know, they're not, they don't live near New York or LA or Chicago or my, or like one of the bigger markets in the US. They say, you know, I'm in, I live in a smaller town. Um, What's the best way for me to get involved in modeling if I don't live near one of the big markets? And that's kind of where you guys come in. If you just if you hear that meowing, I'm so sorry. It's one of my cats who's shouting. Yeah, yeah Julia, right that's the Would one the one stress of our friendship. Oh shit. Julia's a cat lady. I don't I don't do cats. I can't. Listen, you haven't even met them yet. You can't say that. Luke, my husband, is not a cat person. And then um, I immediately broke our vows when we got married. I said I would never have more than three cats at one time, and we had four. So that's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, to answer the question. Well, I mean, agents can't be everywhere. So it depends on sort of what kind of modeling that person is interested in. And it's also, I think people need to sort of recognize where they are. You know, if you're a 35-year-old that looks like a young mom, recognize that you're probably going to do commercial modeling. And that's fine. Like, that's where the money's at. Yeah, so it's cool. Big, big not gonna, yeah, you're not going to walk for Victoria's Secret. You're not going to be in an Armani campaign. It's just not going to happen. And that's okay. Like, I just think that people being self-aware is a big deal. So once you realize what kind of model you actually are, find an agency that's close by, you know, Googling them, looking at their website. Do people on that website look like you? Do they seem to have a good reputation online? What does their board look like? Do they, you know, understand what a good photo is? Do they, does their board seem to be diverse? Those are all questions that you should ask yourself to see if like it would be a good fit for you because, I mean, just because it's a good fit for the agency doesn't necessarily mean it's a good fit for you. Because, right. you know, if they have three people that look exactly like you, you probably the chances of you getting booked are lower because you're competing with people that look exactly like you for these jobs. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but finding a local agent is just the way to go, and just you know, go in and see if it's a good fit for you. If you like those people, if they seem normal and trustworthy, like, then go ahead by all means sign with that agency. And if you're looking for a placement and you are a fashion model, you do fit the requirements and you do look like a fashion model, then finding out if that agency is a mother agency and seeing if they have good relationships with agents in larger markets and seeing if they can help you develop into a model that's ready to be in one of those markets. It's a big deal. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, So what would your, this is also one of the most frequently asked questions. Uh, advice for male or female who height wise is, I mean, obviously 
if you're like a girl and you're five two, you just kind of need to accept. You need to accept that. Yeah. But someone who is and that's okay. You right, can be cute in five two. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Hey, and for every every girl out there, as a guy, really tall girls freak me out. Excuse so, me. <laughs> so for the record, <laughs> I personally would prefer someone a little shorter. Because if you're six foot, this is Frank's personal opinion. <laughs> If you're six feet tall and a girl, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a six five guy for you somewhere. Don't you worry. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, but for people that are kind of hovering, like if you're a guy and you're five five eleven, five ten, or if you're a girl and you're like five seven, what? You know. So it's you know it's it's one of those things where you have to again assess the situation. Yeah. Five six is really really short, even for our commercial models. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the shortest that we go for commercial, and you know you're also competing against girls that are much taller than you for these jobs. So you have to just sort of be aware of that. That it's going to be a more d- difficult situation for you. I'm five eight, and that's like the shortest you can be for fashion stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. Like I had to be much thinner than the other girls. I had to have a stronger book than the other girls. And you know I don't look <laughs> like I know. I'm aware of the fact that when I walk into a room, people are like, oh, she's cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you put makeup on me, you put me in front of a camera, I know what I'm doing. I know how to hold my face. I know how to pose with my body and know how to move toward a camera. Whatever, I've got that down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're if you're five, six, you're, ne- you're not going to be a fashion model. I know it worked for Kate Moss, who's five, seven. Yeah. Probably is not going to happen for you. That's like a one in a million chance. Mm-hmm. But... There's also, there's acting. That's another thing that people don't think about. Almost all actors are short. Yeah, Tom Cruise it's is like 5'7". They're teeny. Yeah, they're itty bitty. And that's okay. They don't look tiny on camera, but that's something else that you can look into. And if you're, you know, if you're, if your agency that's nearby has an on-camera division, that's something to talk, you know, talk to the staff about too. You know, I'm shorter. I'm a commercial model. I know that. But could I also expand my work opportunities by learning how to speak on camera? something else to look into yeah so what would you say just to get it out there for model logic specifically for you guys mm-hmm. what is like for we'll say for commercial modeling for well for any of the divisions like the shortest male shortest female like the very the sh- minimum the very minimum i think we've taken a guy that's 510 before mm-hmm. and you know some some model types are different like if it's an Asian dad, like that is fine. But if it's like a 16 year old guy, probably not going to work. Right. So I'd say 5'10 is like the absolute shortest. Mm-hmm. For girls, typically the absolute shortest we go is 5'6. Mm-hmm. We There's been exceptions where like super cute moms have come in and they've been 5'3. And like they're exactly what our clients are looking for. And it's not such a big deal when you're right. a little bit older as so far it's as a, It's a case by case basis. Yeah, it's case by case, but general rule. General rule, ideally, you're 5'7 as a girl, 5'11 as a guy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And what? you never know until you ask. That's another thing. That's you can true. just ask. Yeah, don't you just... You can re- send in your pictures. If they say no, it's okay. Yeah. Move I mean, I know I've, I've referred... I mean, because people have asked me, you know, how do I get into modeling? And I'm not going to be the one to tell them that they're too short or whatever. So I refer them to you because it's like you never, you never know. Right. So, yeah. Doesn't... Yeah. I've got like I've got an amazing girl who's five six. Yeah. Like insane. That face is crazy, mm-hmm. and I 
you know, I, we prepped her since she was eight and she's 15 now, which is a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And she is, but she's incredible in front of the camera. And she's been that way since she was eight. And I've managed to place her. She's got representation in LA. She's got representation in Latin America and she's got representation in Miami now. She's not even out of high school. Yeah. So there's exceptions to every rule. She's five, six. Mm-hmm. And we all know that she's probably not going to grow. And, but like the agents have to be okay with that. So yeah. it's a case by case, basis. case by case. Um, yeah. You you referenced something earlier as a pet peeve, but what would you say? <laughs> what would you say your number one or number two as an agent? Your pet peeves are that from models. Yeah, that people should like actively avoid. Like, what is what are things that models do that just? Piss uh off? oh lord, There's the list of Julia's pet peeves is so long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely, you know, not. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is when people complain about things but aren't, aren't on their game about things. Mm-hmm. So either people complain about not working or how slow it is or whatever, but those are the same people that, like, I have to call every single time to check their email. They mm-hmm. never update their book, mm-hmm. or, you know, they're not like staying in shape or they're cutting their hair or, you know, they're dyeing their hair a crazy color and they're like, I just don't understand what's happening. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let me, let me spell here. it out for you. Let me, yeah. let me break it down for you. Yeah. Um, another pet peeve is this business, especially if you're in the fashion world, things move at a much slower pace than anyone in the world would like. Frank knows this. Ooh, you know, know I'm, I am, I'm a crazy person when it comes to answering my email normally. Like, I'll try and get back to you as soon as possible. It's pretty rare that I don't get right back to you, but not everyone operates the same way. And so I get super annoyed by the people (laughs) that should know at this point. Like, I'm just waiting for someone else to get back to me and send me like like 10 emails in a row. Like, have you heard about this? Have you heard about that? Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. I will give you that information as soon as that information is available to me. Right. 99% 99% of the time, 1% of the time I might forget and I'm tired and it's fine. There's a lot going on in my life. <laughs> um, but, you know, stardom is not overnight. It's not something that happens tomorrow. It takes a lot, long, long, long time and yeah. a lot of teamwork. Yeah. And that's one thing I've noticed and I've kind of addressed it before is a lot of people um, in, when they get into the industry, they're suddenly... Oh, you're signed with an agency, so now you're you feel they feel as though they're entitled to all these things. You oh, know what I mean, Lord, it's like they mm-hmm. just get the sense of entitlement. Where, I mean, uh, there are people that recognize and like I recognize definitely. It's like, oh wow, like you're signed with this agency and this agency, like you know these amazing sounding agencies. But it's like that doesn't mean anything. Like you're not entitled right. to anything just because you're with that agency. Or to act a certain way. Or to act a yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, when, you know. I, I mean, one of the, the crazy stories, not crazy, but it's just like so sweet. Um, Olivia, who you've interviewed before, mm-hmm. uh, was at an IMG party and she met Carly Kloss. And she said that she, she was the nicest person to her. Mm-hmm. Like made eye contact, like spent five minutes with her, made her feel like she'd known her her whole life. And like she, she's Carly Kloss. She doesn't have to do that. Right. But she does that because she's like a wonderful human being. Right. That's awesome. And like, you know, you and Rebecca and Noel are sort of like my first people that like have taken off and are like doing this full time. And the fact that you're even having a podcast to like answer questions from people who have no idea what they're doing, that's a big deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys could very, and it happens all the time. People are suddenly like, mm, well, 
Oh, I'm doing it. this now. <laughs> <laughs> it like warms it warms my heart for real. It's a weird thing in model logic. Like I've a done this full time as a model. There, yeah. It's wonderful. Like our crew are wonderful and like the bad apples see themselves out like Mm -hmm. it happens every once in a while like somebody doesn't jive with the what we've got going on but like in general like the support that male models have for each other the female models have for each other like you know Mm -hmm. you guys hang out and you're like real people with each other i think that's just so sweet Well, that's i mean how i view it at least is like it's like it's a job so it's like like my just like (laughs) right it's a job and it's like what i'm doing is no better or worse than someone who's a teacher or a whatever you know what i mean we're not saving lives here yeah like just because i mean just by the nature of the job you're in the public eye a little more but right it's it's just it that's it's what it is so it's like it doesn't make you any better or worse it's just your job's different from someone else's job so I just don't, exactly. that's why I don't understand how people get a big head about it. And that's one thing. If you walk into an open call or something and you have an arrogant attitude, Julie, I mean, you might just, you're the type of person, you might just say it. You might be like, you're like a cocky ass. You should leave. <laughs> Luckily, this is why I do not handle an open call. Because I would probably say something. Yeah, you would just be like looking around like, is, is this guy for, is he for real right now? We had someone paint in our lobby before and i just poked my head out of my office and my <laughs> eyes were like the size of giant plates and they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> um and people, some people really like that but i feel like those are the people that burn out so much sooner you know what i mean yeah because i mean it's like if you're like that before getting into the industry it's like most of the people it's only the, gonna make it. yeah well yeah and most of the people that are in the industry are normal nice people from what all right maybe not most there are those i mean the people that i choose to associate myself with obviously are right. those kind of people and it's like right. yeah if but if you're that kind of person like nobody's gonna want to work with you no at all and the the key to like being super successful in modeling is having repeat clients right like anybody they can book a job anybody can book one job but making a client love you like fall in love with you and like want to spend time with you is a huge deal and that's how you get rebooked people only want to work with people that they want to work with right you know shooting is not necessarily the most glamorous or fun thing sometimes it's like 14 hours and you're all hungry and tired but like the people that have a great attitude and are still like making jokes and being sweet to everybody like they stand out versus the people that are like i'm too good for this now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's... like okay See you later. <laughs> see, you, see, you, see you never, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. So what? What is the role nowadays that you think social media plays? And is that something? I know it's yeah. I roll your eyes at it. I do too. But I mean, it is. It's it's definitely a. Is it as big of a deal as some people make it out to be? Like, is that something you actually look at when trying to bring someone in? Or, um, so I am not, I'm, you know, again, I'm in Richmond, Virginia, so I'm not in New York and I'm not in LA and I'm also not, you know, the brands that we're booking for don't necessarily want people or care if people have a huge Instagram following, like it's not typically clothing designers, you know, it's not, you know, one person who's trying to get their name out there and wants to book a model because they can represent that brand and get their name out. 
Um, but for me being in a smaller market, I don't, I don't care about your followers. If anything, if I see that you have a ton of followers, that makes me go, I don't know if they, like, <laughs> because they already have such an audience. I don't know if this would be a good fit for me. And that's just a personal thing. Right. Um, but you know, I know that you guys, I, I mean, I run my professional Instagram account and it's exhausting. I don't know how you guys do it. Like yeah. finding things to post, thinking about the hashtags. I'm like, good God, this just took like 10 minutes. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could use that 10 minutes for something else that I like to do, but it's fine. But yeah. I, you know, I know that, you know, even during Miami fashion week, they weren't seeing girls that had less than 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So it's like a real thing now, yeah. which no, is like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of castings I do in New York, they, you fill out a thing like, you know, you, you write down your name, the agency you're with, who your agent is. And then there's a spot that says, what's your Instagram? And you write it in there. And it says number of followers and you write it in there. Yeah. It's like a real thing. Um, but even so. That's exhausting. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's Sometimes just, you have to, it's like you have to be famous before you're famous now. <laughs> it's like yeah. a weird yeah. thing. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's weird. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. But from so ignoring like ignoring the number of followers so a lot of agencies i know um elite used to do this in miami and wilhelmina does it on occasion um they attach your so when a client comes to them they'll send them Mm -hmm. your digitals and like your portfolio whatever but a lot of times they'll also they if it's requested they'll include a link to your instagram as like a part of the package. Mm-hmm. So how should someone be ch- constructing like the content on their Instagram, in your opinion? Oh, Lord. Um, well, I'm not a social media guru or anything. And we have that on our packaging system too, but mostly only for the fashion people. And mm-hmm. I personally only like direct my clients to take a look at it if like, you know, the digitals are older or if like I want them to see the personality right. behind a person because some, I mean, sometimes you can, social media is not real, first of all, but you can sometimes get a snapshot of that person's personality by looking at their Instagram. So it's just a using common sense, you know, especially in 2017, you don't want to, especially for clients, you don't want to swing one way or the other on very many things. You just want to be pretty even keeled and just keep it business, but like have fun with it too. Like behind the scenes shots with your friends are super cool or, you know, Showing what hobbies you're interested in are super cool. Like being a little full of yourself, not great. Posting mm-hmm. lyrics that you probably shouldn't post, got to <laughs> think about that. Probably not yeah. great. Yeah. You know, having super strong opinions about things while like on a personal level, that's totally fine and that's great. Mm-hmm. Probably not great for your professional account just right. because like everything has to stay so neutral in advertising. People right. don't necessarily want to book a person that feels one way or another about something. Yeah. At least publicly, right. like you can privately. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I have, during the whole yeah. election thing, I, you know, all that. <laughs> I, know. I, I mean, like, I, I was biting my tongue on social media, and it was like, you know, I just kind of had to not. Yeah, I mean, and that's really hard to do. We yeah. literally, we had clients specifically say we will not book these people because of the things that they're posting right. about the election. Yeah. That's a real thing that happened. Yeah, and I mean that's why. I, pers- I have a personal account, mm-hmm. and that's what that personal yeah. account is used you for. Your and it's account, you can go down. on your, your rants <laughs> all you want. <laughs> Just make it private. I can post a picture of a cat, and that is fine. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, but really, like you have to. 
it's it's a common sense thing. You know, yeah. you have to you have to view it through the eyes of a complete stranger looking at your profile. What do you want you to look like right. to a total stranger? Right. And it is it is it's like a line you kind of dance. And you'll I mean you know from how I post, it's like your posts. Your posts are funny. You've already you're funny on Instagram. <laughs> but your your posts you're posting because you're posting all of these because I had to figure out. All right, I knew when I was like getting into modeling and I was like, all right, gotta do the Instagram thing. I was like, okay. I'm going to be posting a bunch of pictures of myself that make me look like a narcissist. How do I balance that out so people don't think I'm super full of myself? And that's where, like, captions come in, where you basically yeah, acknowledge the fact, like, yeah, yeah, I'm in my underwear. I get it. <laughs> I, get, I know I how mean, that... there's a difference between posting, like, a job that you've just done and you're in right. your underwear versus, like, being like, I'm in the gym. Look yeah. at me in my underpants. Yeah. Like I just like sweet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just trying to make yeah, make it seem more professional. That would like knock you down in like two seconds. Like your Dan, Dan oh, would be man. like, okay. Yeah. Not. It's like a, my family's like an army of people. Like just they're just like buzzards, like circling around my social media, waiting for something to pop up that they can you just need attack. It. You need it. I know. I. I mean, I love it. I'm glad they do it. I'm, I'm really glad they do it and it, it, it makes me happen. it makes me really think hard before i put something up i'm like all right is this worth whatever kind of crap i'm gonna get from my right. friends and my family right. um yeah like my one buddy he texted me the other day he's like do nothing personal had to unfollow you because if i see a picture of <laughs> you in your underwear one more time I'm just, I can't handle it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, dude, 1,000% uh, understood. No hard feelings. I would have probably unfollowed myself by now, too. It's okay. <laughs> there are a lot of ladies that I know that are like, I'll go ahead and follow Frank. <laughs> like yeah. Well, Luke has literally sent, <laughs> he works with a lot of women right now. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, this is her job. It's fine. But this is an account that you guys will probably like. And I was like, oh, my God, who is Frank? Who is Alex? I'm like, oh my. <laughs> oh, man. See, if it was juice, I'd be way more creeped out. But it's like funny, normal ladies. They're like, yeah. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh. It's funny. Yeah, my uh, my DM box is pretty oh. colorful. The DM? Crazy. Okay. I can't even. The, D- the DM oh, world is. Hang on. This is a professional advice. Do not message agencies on Instagram. Don't message scouts on Instagram. Just don't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And if, you can, if I mean, they message you, that's a different story. That's a different story, totally. And right. I mean, I can't even tell you how many, like, but like with crazy questions, like, how do I become a model? I don't have time to answer that. You can Google that. That <laughs> yeah. is a thing that you can do. You see yeah. where I work. My The link to my thing is in my profile. Like, yeah. you can go there and read things for yourself. Yeah. Lord help me. Yeah. Well, that's or people so send like people, real crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. can you clean your room before you take me a selfie? <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, there are so many people that they just, they sit, they sit around, and they just want things. It goes back to the entitlement thing, but they just want things handed to them. So it's like them. them and that is not a generational thing. That is an everybody right, thing. Right. So. so they think by messaging you saying, how do I become a model? That you're just going to like jump and, you know, just suddenly take them under your wing and transform their career. Right. Now, I'm not saying, saying, like, don't like things, because that's how I see people. Right. Yeah, make yourself noticed, but just... Right, exactly. 
and not in like a crazy person way. I've got several people who've like clearly gone through from the beginning of time and like every single photo. And then when I don't respond to them because I'm, I'm not interested, I don't know you, I'm not interested in representing you. That's okay. That's fine. But then they'll, they'll like start going crazy and like posting crazy comments on everything. Yeah. Just, you know, what's that, the meme that's going around of the guy like sprinkling the salt? Yeah, salt bay. Yeah, just do, just do, just sprinkle a little like here and there, you know, just sprinkle it on there. Just make yourself noticeable. Yeah, that's in sale, like in the sales world, they call it the, uh, what they call it, like the dripping method. You just drip like a little, uh, you just drip. Yeah, you just, you're there. You're there. Like, hey, just checking in and then and you're out. Yeah. yeah. So people know you're there. All right. That's the thing. These things don't go unnoticed. Don't be, right, exactly. don't be annoying. Someone's you know. looking at it somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you had to give, and now this kind of, I mean, you've, you've said a lot so far, but if you had to give just one, one piece of advice to someone that is sitting there listening, you know, and this is something they want to do. If you just had to give them one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, just one. It can be one piece of advice. Uh, I would say, I would say, I would say, know that modeling is a job, just like anything else, Mm -hmm. and it's not always, and it can be sometimes, but it's not always like riding on jets. It's not being at clubs. It's not, you know, being glammed up. Sometimes it's like doing the the worst jobs that you hate in a foreign country. And sometimes it's sobbing in the airport (laughs) (laughs) because you're like, I canceled for the fifth time and you're going to miss your connecting flight. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. It has its positives and its negatives, but it's not just an overnight instant success thing. You have to work at it. It's just like sports. It's just like dance. It's like anything else that you do in life. Like you have to hustle. Mm -hmm. So, should know that getting into it that no one's going to hand it to you on a silver platter yeah, and be right. like if you okay. don't if you don't have a work ethic you're not gonna probably not gonna work out yeah that's i mean people when someone people like there's so many people that aren't in the industry and they'll be like oh dude, like in a sarcastic way like dude like you have it so tough like ooh, yeah like you know what i mean and my response is always like dude it's not all like rainbows and unicorn farts it's actually it's like there's a lot go that goes on that you guys don't know about like it looks all beautiful on social media, and that's the other problem with social media exactly like it looks like oh look at you doing these things and i'm not saying also like pity the models like no one's saying that either but you just have to recognize that it it's a balance of things and mostly and especially in the beginning mostly Mm -hmm. it's a lot more of the i'm super stressed out how am i going to pay for dinner Oh my God. Right. right. Dang. Yep. And I'm just going to sidebar this also. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would say is if you find a team that you like and that you trust, don't bail on them the second that you think that you've become like the next big thing. Right. Like people work, like I'm just going to say in general, agents make a lot less than their models do, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's working crazy hours. Like, mm-hmm having to get up at four in the morning and seven in the morning to Skype with people that are halfway around the world or 11 o'clock at night when people can't get into their apartments and, mm-hmm. you know, investing a lot of time for payoff that might not ever happen. It's just as much of a risk for an agent to bring on a model than it is for a model to sign with an agency. Yeah. 
So, you know, don't like the second that you like finally book your first campaign or like you finally get signed in these places, you know, there's always people that will talk. Mm-hmm. Models talking is the worst. It's the bane of my existence. And I've been there as a model, but oh my God, I can't yeah. handle it. Woo! Everybody thinks they know something. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, stick with the people that like have had your back from the beginning. Yeah. Because the people that believe when you, in you when you had nothing are the right. same people that are still going to believe with, believe in you and work hard for you when you have something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me the second that people bail. Like yeah. that is a crazy thing. And that's, thing to I mean, my, yeah, I mean, how I think about it is like, it's not, like, it's not just like, like the whole modeling career. It's not just, I mean, yes, it's my career, but right. it's like, I mean, it really is a, it's a team thing. It's not just me. So it's like, right. if I get a win, like if I book a huge campaign, it's like, I like it's it's not as it's not as gratifying if I can't share that with the people that right you know that are the reason I got right. to that point in the first place. So, exactly. Yeah, like being loyal. And I'm not talking also. Yeah. yeah, and recognizing being loyal that, is yeah. different than like um you know sometimes you're with agencies that like treat you really badly there are people out there like that who like aren't kind to you or like with you know withhold money for no reason or like just are like a little shady that's a different situation than like people that like and everybody makes mistakes like Mm -hmm. agents make mistakes models make mistakes but you know your team is your team right so just know that yeah just know that and that everyone's a person and people make mistakes yeah and we're all just people just peeps. Just, just sending some emails. Just doing people stuff, you know. <laughs> Taking yeah. some pics. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what? Where can people follow Modelogic on, or yourself, your agent accounts, sure. or whatever? Um, so we're on. I think we're still on Twitter. We're on Facebook, and we're definitely on Instagram. We have two offices. You can follow our main office, which is in Richmond, at Modelogic. M-O-D-E-L-O-G-I-C. It's not two L's. Um, if you want to follow the Chicago office, it's Modelogic MW for Midwest. And then um, you can follow me if you'd like. It's mostly, it's all motherboard, which means the people that we uh, represent as a mother agent. Um, and that's at Julia's Girls or Julia's Boys, which sounds super possessive, but it's a joke. <laughs> yes. It's because when I very first started working there, um, my very first package that I made for test photographers, I was like, I'm just going to call this Julia's Girls. <laughs> and there's something wrong with our software that five years later, I cannot rename it. I've tried so <laughs> It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, it says Julia's Girls, and there's like seven men in there. I'm yeah. like, I, I can't change it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was so making... Sick. I was making an appearance on Julia's Girls here and there, and then finally one day you made Julia's Boys. I was like, yes, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. All right, well, thank you, Julia, for your time. Oh, my God, thanks for having me. Thanks for all the questions. Yeah, of course. And we'll we'll do this again. We can talk about, like... There's a million things to talk about. like, it can go on and on and on. So... guys for taking the time to listen to this episode with myself and julia rabin definitely a lot of amazing valuable information that she gave so make sure you guys really took note of what she said and apply it to your careers and 
anything that you guys are trying to do. Please make sure if you enjoyed the episode to rate it five stars. It really does help me out and share it with friends and family or anyone that you think will find value in it. Make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter. Uh, There's a lot of amazing, valuable content that goes into those newsletters that you can all benefit from. And the subscription to the newsletter is there's a link in the Instagram bio, which is just at the modeling blueprint, or if you go to our website, www.themodelingblueprint.com. There is a subscribe tab right at the top there, and you can subscribe and have access to all of our newsletters. Uh, Thank you guys again for taking time to listen. I appreciate you all, and I'll be talking to you soon.